coming up on Marriage Today with Jimmy and Karen. The the devil wants us isolated off by ourselves because that's where he can discourage us and just beat us to death. But if two of you, if two of you would agree, symphonize together in faith, I'll do it. For where two or three are gathered together for my purposes, I'm right there in the midst of you. I know that I can trust God in all things. And so, you know, to to partner with your spouse in prayer is even more powerful. You know, and it is a great protection over your life and your family. Praying together and trusting God. Now, this is one that came very difficult for us as a couple. But it's the most important thing. If I had one thing to say to couples that would make your marriage good and keep it good, it's praying together and trusting God. Two promises that were given in Scripture, many more than that, but we're going to look at two promises that are given to couples. One is Matthew 18, where I ask you to turn there. Verse 18, assuredly I say to you. Now, when Jesus begins a statement by saying, assuredly I say to you, what he's saying is this is a guaranteed statement. You take it to the bank. Whatever you bind, the word bind means disallow. You don't allow it. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. If you don't allow it, I won't allow it. Okay, I'm gonna come in agreement with you. Whatever you loose on earth, the word loose means allow. Whatever you allow uh, on earth will be loosed in heaven. He says, I'm giving you the authority to bind and loose. Verse 19, again, he's reemphasizing the point that he just made, but he's putting a phenomenal promise on it. I say to you, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So Jesus comes, now listen to me. In Luke 10, Jesus said, I give you authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. Anybody excited that we have absolute authority over Satan and every demon in hell? Anybody excited about that? It's worth zero value if you don't use it. It only works if you use it. Even though it's true, it's been imputed to us. It is imparted by faith. So we have total authority over Satan. So Jesus again, is emphasizing this here. And he says, I'm telling you right now, take this to the bank. If you bind it, I'll honor that. If something is going wrong and and you bind it, if Satan is attacking you in your home and you bind it, I'll honor that. But if you allow it, I'll honor that too. And so obviously what God wants us to do is bind the bad things and loose the good things. That's what he wants us to do. Okay. So He says, I'm telling you, if you bind it, I'll honor that. If you loose it, I'll honor that. Let me say this one more time, Jesus says. If two of you on earth would come into agreement and touch, and all that word touch means is you would uh, align your faith towards something that needs to happen. If two of you would come together and align your faith towards something that wants to happen, my Father will do it in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, that means to accomplish my purposes, I'm there in your midst. I want want to say something very, very clearly here. Okay, now, when Jesus says, if two of you would agree, that is the Greek word symphoneo, where we get our word symphony. 
Symphony means a lot of instruments that tune themselves to the same frequency. And it makes beautiful music. And Jesus says, if two of you, a husband and a wife, if two of you will synchronize your faith in agreement towards something, my father will do it. Now, I want you to listen to me. God makes promises for two of us that he doesn't make for one person by themselves. You say, why? Because God doesn't want us by ourselves. He wants us to come together as couples, come together as families. The more we join our faith with other people, the more miracles God does. The devil's the one who wants us by ourselves. The wolf always goes for the stray sheep. The the devil wants us isolated, off by ourselves, because that's where he can discourage us and just beat us to death. But if two of you, if two of you would agree, symphonize together in faith, I'll do it for where two or three are gathered together for my purposes, I'm right there in the midst of you. So every married couple can claim this right here. Now I want you to listen. I, I was in a meeting this week and I heard a statement that I've never heard before that I agree with. Now I wanna, I wanna share it with you. I was in a meeting this week and we were actually talking about Bible translation, worldwide Bible translation. And uh, one of the people that was present in this meeting said, the devil attacks at the point of unity. He kind of said it in passing. And I said, wait, 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 what did you just say? Because he was talking about their experience because they're translating Bibles uh, into languages all over the world. And he said, no, the, the devil attacks at the point of unity. And when he said that, I just thought, I totally agree. For example, in Genesis two, God made Adam and Eve one. They two should become one. The word one means perfect unity. In Genesis three, Satan attacked. And Adam and Eve became divided. The Adam rejected Eve. They were separated, hiding behind fig leaves. Every time you see unity in the Bible, the devil will attack it. Listen to me. The devil attacks at the point of unity, but unity is how we overcome him. The unity of a husband and wife joining together in prayer, that's how you overcome the devil. Where two on earth come together, symphonize, and you agree together, you don't let the devil divide you. You don't let the devil attack you. You don't let the devil separate you. You come together as in agreement and you'll win every time. He attacks at the point of unity, but unity is how we overcome him. And by the way, you know where God has been working because there's unity there. You know where the devil's been working because there's division there. Unity is the mark, is the unique mark of the Holy Spirit. So Philippians 4, so one promise is Matthew 18. Let's look at another promise, phenomenal promise. Emotional health is promised in Philippians 4 to people who pray. Okay, Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay, so when you don't pray, you worry. If you're not a person of prayer, you're a worrier. Anxiety is another way to say it. Stress is another way to say it. Number one marriage killer on earth is stress. God didn't design us to, to, to operate with stress. Uh, stress is the number one reason for physical illness in America. Number one reason for doctor's office visits is stress. Number one reason for prescribed medications in America is stress. It is, an Ameri- it is a, a marriage killer and it depletes us emotionally. 
The more you're under stress, the more it wears you out emotionally. Remember what I said, that love is an emotional commodity. So we need emotional health to love each other with, but stress robs us of the emotional energy to love each other, and it wears us out, and and inevitably, we're going to start fighting. So here's what this says. Be anxious for nothing. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm about to say. Anxiety is a choice, not a condition. You say, I'm a nervous person. No, you're not. You choose nervousness. So I've always been a nervous person. You chose it, whether you realize it or not. Anxiety, stress, nervousness. The Bible would never command us to do something we couldn't do. And this says, be anxious for nothing. Can I give you some good news? You can live your life anxious for nothing. You can live your life without worry and without, the Bible would never, ever command us to do something we couldn't do. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So here's, here's the issue. So this is an ethic in our marriage. The ethic in our marriage is we're not going to worry, we're going to pray. And some people say, well, I don't know what to pray for. What are you worried about? I know you're worried about something. You're worried about money, you're worried about kids, you're worried about your health, you're worried about your parents, you're worried about your job, you're worried about this. That's your prayer list. What's your... When you're worrying, you're telling yourself you need to be praying because you're anxious because you're not praying. And so don't be anxious for anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication. Supplication just means fasting, Bible reading, agreeing with other people in prayer, adding to what you're praying for. With prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, what what does that mean? Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. It means I'm not praying lobbing up a prayer, worrying about whether God's going to answer it or not. When I'm praying, I'm saying, God, I thank you that you're hearing my prayer. I thank you that you're a father in heaven, that you love me and you care about me. And I thank you that you're going to answer this prayer just as surely as we pray it. With prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, with faith, with a declaration of faith, let your request be made known to God and the peace, the peace that passes all comprehension. What does that mean? You shouldn't be this peaceful. The average person in your circumstances would never be experiencing this kind of peace. It means you're either very godly or very stupid. You're either a very godly person walking in the supernatural peace of God, or you're not smart enough to be worried. The peace that passes comprehension will guard your mind and your heart, your intellect, and your, this is what this is emotional health. Don't be anxious for anything. Don't let the devil worry you. Don't be worried about circumstances. You have a friend in heaven. With prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace. This is the promise. The peace of God, the unique supernatural peace of God that passes all comprehension will guard The word guard there is the Greek word phrureo. It means a military guard that is stationed to keep the enemy out. The demon spirits of fear and anxiety, the demon spirits of division and assault on your marriage that come after you to worry you and to cause anxiety and fear. And there are demons and they are real and they want to ruin our marriages. They want to drive us crazy. They want to wear us out emotionally. And when we're walking in anxiety and fear and worry and all of that, we're, we're laying this promise on the table. 
and it dramatically affects our emotional health. It dramatically affects our marriage. And so Karen and I, you know, over the years, I'll tell you a story in just a minute how we learned to pray together, but over the years, you know, we had, we're human beings and we had every kind of issue that came against us early in our marriage, we worried. You know, we prayed a little bit individually, but we really didn't know how to pray that well anyway. But it was several years into our marriage before we prayed our first prayer together. In fact, I think it was about four years into our marriage before we prayed our first prayer together. It changed everything. And today we don't worry. We, we do not, one of the ethics in our home is we do not let anxiety into our home about anything. When, we, when there is the first hint of worry and anxiety, we hold hands and we pray. And we bind and we loose and we agree and the peace of God is in our home because of that. And our emotional health and mental health is protected because of that and our marriage flourishes because of that and every single couple can have the same promise. Somebody say amen. It is something that we can all do. The promises of God are out there. But what I say is, you say, well, Jimmy, we don't do this. How do we do this? I believe that husbands should take the lead. And just in case husbands aren't motivated to take the lead, let me, let me give the husbands a little motivation here. One of my friends, Gary Rossberg, he and his wife, Barb, wrote a book called The Five Sex Needs of Men and Women. And they interviewed over a thousand couples and asked men, Christian men, Christian women, what are your sex needs? They vary completely. The five sex needs of men are completely different than the five sex needs of women. But one of the major sex needs of women is to pray together with their husband. When women are asked, what, what, is, what are your major sex needs? Women, Christian women, overwhelmingly said, I want my husband to pray with me. It makes them feel connected. It makes them feel unified. It makes them feel safe. And spiritual intimacy is the deepest intimacy that you can experience. And sexual intimacy is built upon the foundation of that kind of intimacy. So I'm saying to all the men, you ought to initiate praying with your wife. That doesn't motivate you. I can't help you. Just trying to help you out here. Okay. Okay. So find, you know, and find a time and a place for it. Karen and I used to walk in the mornings together for many years. We uh, don't do that as much anymore, but we have still have times that we pray together. Uh, we like to sit on the back porch at night and talk. And if there's anything in our family going on, that's the time that we, you know, pray together and in the car or just around the house or whatever. But find a time for it. And you know, you don't. Have, it doesn't have to be legalistic. But you should be praying together as a couple two or three times a week, especially if there's something going on that causes anxiety or stress. It really, really dramatically helps. Well, this program today is on the habits of emotionally healthy couples. Now, we the, this series of programs we're doing right now is from Emotionally Healthy Marriage Seminar, the five-part seminar that I do. And one of the lessons is called uh, the habits of emotionally healthy couples. And so this this is just a part of the teaching that you're hearing on today's program. But Karen, this is such an important part mm -hmm. because we're talking about praying together as a couple, something mm -hmm. we've done for many years. Now, this is a question from a viewer that I want you to answer because this kind of gets to the heart of this. It says, Karen, how did you and Jimmy begin praying together? My husband feels awkward and thinks prayer is something we should do alone. I was the same way, exactly the same <laughs> way. So how did we start praying together? <laughs> well, I just remember we, it was, I think it's because, you know, first of all, we got, I was pregnant so early in our marriage, 
And um, there was just things going on in her life, you know, um, conflict with, you know, outside stuff going on that I think it just kind of forced us. Life was forcing us to turn to God uh, and because of crisis in our lives. And I can remember, you know, we went to um, a great church, a Bible-believing church, and they, they prayed there. And I remember just thinking, you know, I want to pray. And then when we started having marriage problems, the first book I ever read was How to Pray for Your Husband. And I remember it was just like it, it changed my life, you know, as far as wanting to pray and just seeing the power of God and, and how he could move on somebody's heart if you pray. And so I think because I could see what, you know, the end result could be from praying together, uh, not only for, you know, just bring God into your marriage and in your life, but also just to answer those issues that come up with your partner. And so I think for you and I, it just began naturally. You know, I, I would just say, hey, you want to pray? And you said, yeah, even though you felt awkward, I don't really ever remember you saying, no, I don't want to. I just think you were kind of shy. And, yeah. you know, and I think that's just part of life. You know, we all have to start out with baby steps. And, you know, you don't expect yourself to be this great, you know, Christian that can pray everything. You know, take the baby steps. God hears your heart. He knows what you need even before you ask him. You know, and just take those steps of just, let's just start out small. You know, don't make it a religious thing. It's a relationship. It's a relationship between your husband and your and God and and bringing, you know, it all together. Well, husbands need to know that uh, one of a woman's sex needs is to pray together with her husband. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot, in other words, a lot of times men say, well, that's, I don't know why we would need to pray together. Well, that's one reason. It's because it makes her a woman feel uh, complete. one, complete, mm-hmm. and safe mm-hmm. uh, with him. But for a man, we need to understand that, that the promises of the Bible, uh, an example, you know, we were talking about the two promises, Matthew 18, if two on earth will agree together mm-hmm. as touching they, anything they would ask. There are many issues, Karen, that we have mm-hmm. that only God can answer. Mm-hmm. And when two people come together, a married couple comes together in agreement, mm-hmm. praying together, mm-hmm. you're inviting God into your marriage, and he's going to come, mm-hmm. and he's going to answer prayers, and you're just going to sit here. Not only will you feel more intimate and more one, but the but, but God's going to come and answer, and then you're going to see all these answered prayers. Karen, we've seen hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of answered prayers in our married mm-hmm. life. Okay, But the other thing in Philippians 4, don't be anxious for anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made unto God and the peace mm-hmm. that passes all comprehension. Well, I, I'm going to say, uh, and I'll, I want you to comment on this, our home is a home of peace. Mm-hmm. We have peace sure. in our home. But I remember when we didn't. Yeah. And but the promise of Philippians mm-hmm. is if you won't be anxious, but if you'll pray, God will send the peace of God and it will guard your minds and your hearts. Mm-hmm. Well, the point being, the devil wants to come with anxiety, with with stress, mm-hmm. with confusion, and attack your marriage until you get worn out and exhausted and divorced. The point is, the word guard there is a Greek word that means a military guard. Mm-hmm. That when we're praying together as a couple, rather than worrying, because if you're not, if you're not praying, you're going to be worrying and it's going to affect your marriage. You're going to begin to fight. But when we begin to pray, Karen, we've experienced this many times. It, it, peace comes. Yeah. And in our home, we make decisions based on agreement and mm-hmm. prayer. I agree. And you know, it's, it's, I love it because it, it helps you to mature in the Lord too, because you know, the, as the years have gone on, the more I see answers to prayer, 
Right. Because it's one thing just to ask, but it's another thing when you're receiving the answers to those prayers. It builds your faith in the way that nothing else can. Absolutely. So that when you can, if you go through times, hard times again, you can look back on those times where God answered, and it's Absolutely. like it builds your trust. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, the bottom line is, you know, who are you going to trust? You, you can't really. I can't solve trust you, but I can trust God. Yeah. I know that I can trust God in all things, and so, you know, to to partner with, with your spouse. In prayer, it's even more powerful, you know, and it is a great protection over your life and your family. Well, humility, the Bible says in James 4, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. Well, prayer is humility. Prayer is in husbands. And I encourage men to be the leaders in this and to take the initiative really and truly. And you may feel awkward at first. You're, you're awkward when you do anything at first. <laughs> but once you've done it a time or two, there's no awkwardness to it at all. But I guarantee you one thing, you, you grab your wife's hand and you lead in a prayer for money, for kids, for health, for jobs, for whatever the stress is in your relationship. God comes in. You begin to feel a peace in your relationship. Let me tell you something. Your wife is going to feel very different about the nature of your relationship. Mm-hmm. But, but Karen, we've done this for so long. Our lives are full of answered prayer. Our home is full of peace. Mm-hmm. We don't have stress in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we don't ever have a problem. Mm-hmm. But the point is, we don't let problems push us to the brink of, of, you know, stress or anxiety or something like that. When we begin to feel that, we begin to pray. Yeah, and the answers of God are absolutely, mm-hmm. the promises of God are absolutely true. I agree. Okay. So we want to encourage you, develop habits that pr- produce emotional health in your marriage. And if you have stress in your marriage right now, the answer is prayer. The answer, the, the answer is God. You, you don't have to live stressed out. You can live in the peace, uh, in the, the answered prayers of God. So we pray that over your marriage right now. And you might say, well, we've got some real bad issues or whatever. God is a big God. Nothing in your marriage is bigger than God. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for those of you who support us financially. Uh, we have many monthly partners, partners who support us financially. They're our rock solid partners. Thank you partners for all that you do for us. If you're not a monthly partner, here's how you can join us and become a rock solid partner. 